You're listening to The Midday Grind with Martin Kilcoin and Charlie Marlowe on 590 The Fan and 590thefan.com. No wet blankets around here, Chuck. It's a great weekend coming up. June 1st, Saturday, also means number seven. Lucky number seven, Big Walt's number. Seventh location for appliance discounters. The Maplewood Richmond Heights location opens their doors June 1st. We've been talking about it for a while. That's tomorrow, and they're calling it the Art of Appliance, which means if you're looking for some bold or unique colors for your appliances, they're going to feature that. It's right off Laclede Station Road, the Deer Creek Plaza, Richmond Heights, Maplewood area. It's the seventh location for our good friends at Appliance Discounters. They're already in St. Charles, Baldwin, South County, Webster Grove, City of St. Louis, and Fairview Heights, Illinois. Find out more, theappliancediscounters.com. Just had the huge Memorial Day sale now, opening up their seventh location. Always big things happening at Appliance Discounters. Midday grind, Martin, Chuck, Hoff. And Solly, David Solomon, is back. Super Dave was at TD Garden hustling, getting us sound, and holding the players accountable for 590 The Fan. Literally hustling, because yeah. I was listening one night on the Dino show, and Solly was literally running, I believe, to his train to try to make the last train out of Fenway Pack. Correct. Yeah, I was at the Indians-Red Sox game on Tuesday night. Oh, I stayed. was that the cold, rainy game? It was cold, rainy Four-hour game plus about an hour rain delay, so there weren't many trains left to get all the way back to my car. And I thought when I said, okay, Dino, you know, I'll go on with you at 11.30, and I thought, okay, good time. You know, I'll go to the ball game. I'll be back 10.30, 11, settle in, prepare some audio for the morning, and plenty of time to just settle in and get ready for a show. And lo and behold, I was literally at Fenway until they kicked me out, charging my phone so I would have enough of a charge to go on Dino's show. So you were on the run, leaving Fenway Pack. Yeah, and here you, you know probably could have left the game early. I mean, it wasn't exactly the World Series. I mean, you didn't. It wasn't, have to but stay it was the, the But the best part of the game You're was a the very end. guy. Yeah, and the Indians came back in the ninth inning off the Red Sox and Who could came forget? back to win seven to five. It was funny though because at one point Dino actually asked Sally, "Like, are you okay? You sound like you're out of breath." Hey, and, Super Dave, you don't and sound too good. Sprinting to the train. <laughs> Exactly, because you do not want to, in that city, be there when the last train leaves and you missed it. Uh, I was there earlier that day, and we had mentioned that, taped the latest Tony talk with Tony LaRusso. We do the weekly podcast, and we taped it at his office, and I'm getting escorted back through their offices, and he's sitting there, and the woman said, hey, here's Tony, and I said, oh, I didn't know you had an office. And Tony looked at the woman who walked me back and goes, Martin thinks he's a real funny guy. What's, that his was his, his, what's that, his office like? That's I what I was going to ask. Not unpacked. Um, a lot of stuff, believe it or not. What kind of pictures? A lot of books, a lot of signs. pictures, red shadings in a golf cart at spring training. Okay. So a lot of Cardinal-related memorabilia. And one of his pictures, which makes sense there, that's prominent, is him sitting on a spring training bench managing the game. Bill Belichick sitting uh, next to him. And John Havlicek, Celtics legend, is on the other side of him. But a lot of books, as you would expect, giant bookshelf. I would say pretty settled in for somebody who you would think, well, how often is he at his Fenway office? Now, his office here in St. Louis was filled with mementos from throughout his career. Is the Boston office 
pretty much an extension of the St. Louis office, obviously with some updates along the way? I would say it's got mo- mostly memorabilia, but some books uh, stashed. I mean, I didn't walk around and do inventory, guys. Why but not? Sorry. I didn't know how. A lot of sabermetric books. Uh, Analytics. Is Moneyball yeah. prominently displayed? In Three nights office. in August. <laughs> Picture him and Buzz. Several autographed copies. Oh, in fact. Baseball prospectus. Just, just, just logs and logs of every year for the last 20 years of baseball prospectus. I, I'm, uh, I'm ignoring all your funny comments, guys, because I'm trying to remember. Thank you for calling funny. I believe he said he first met Belichick because Belichick went to high school with Buzz Bissinger, who wrote the book Three Nights in August. So it all comes. If I'm getting that wrong, I it may have been Joel Goldberg he went to high school with, but I'm pretty sure that's how it all came together. An honest question: Is Buzz Bissinger okay? Uh, he had he had like a a Twitter meltdown a couple years ago, and I feel like we haven't heard from him. That's fair. since then. That's fair. And he's very funny on Twitter. But the last couple of years, I feel like he's been a little MIA. Rich Gould's being more active on Twitter. He's very good as well. Rich is hilarious. Darren Atkins is having an MVP-like month on He Twitter. is fantastic. <laughs> Plowboy is really, really good. <laughs> really on those Cardinals. And and with the whole hockey and deal David and Backus. NBC Sports. Does not like David Backus. It was not liking the Thornton. Blues. Uh, I did want to ask Sally real quick. Were you underwhelmed by the Garden? Because I think of TD Garden as new. This is me calling Charlie a young guy. 37. 37. I keep, you know, the garden, Boston Garden was legendary. They finally got rid of it, replaced it. Oh, they got this new building, TD Garden. Walking around, like, it's kind of a dump. I would have to say, because I'd heard going in and it was accurate, the two buildings here and there are almost identical. They have another level of suites on their club level. But other than that, the two buildings themselves, basically identical. And after this round. In terms of the layout, they exactly, are. Exactly. Layout, setup, size. Pretty identical, but after this round of renovations at the Enterprise Center, Enterprise Center now looks like the newer, more up-to-date building. Yeah, 100%. It, and then I looked it up, and I'm like, oh, well, TD Garden came around in 95, Chuck. So it's one of those new buildings. You're a young guy. That's one of those new buildings, 95. The atmosphere on television seemed kind of meh, especially in Game 2. Late third, overtime, didn't seem too Nervous. Electric. I think they got real quiet. That's why that first game, when you had the 2-0 lead, if you would have just kept them off the board for a while, the place kind of got dead. And I, in game, and I know we're being monitored by Darnold and other Boston types. In game, I think the Blues' experience is better. They, what they do at the Bruins games, it's just a lot of like loud music, which is great, and crowd shots, lots and lots, just a, just a people over and over. Whereas the Blues kind of have some of the funny videos and maybe a celebrity cameo on Take tape. me home. Well, now they're answering that. What's their song? They, they did, did Living on a Prayer. Yeah, John and I thought that played better. No. I thought that played better, and I personally like the minimalist approach. John Denver always plays better than Bon Jovi. That's Hold a on a second, General though. life philosophy. Sorry, let me ask. A lot of hockey arenas play Living on a Prayer right at the midpoint of the second period because it's halfway there. Is that why they do that? Many rinks do that. I didn't exactly pay attention to when exactly they played it, but... I found that just it was a little better energy after the sing-along than Country Roads. They kept going for a while. And, and they kept going, but it's just the feel at the end of the song. That's not necessarily a knock on the fans. But I thought Boston fans, very underwhelming at the start of Game 1 and from the second half on in Game 2. I actually thought that Enterprise Center at Game 6, louder than we ever heard the Garden during any point in Games 1 or 2. Uh, we got a Game 3 coming up on Saturday night. Also, baseball on Fox 2. Don't forget, Cards and Cubs, we've got that. So 
Just remember to flip back and forth. You got hockey, you got bait. What more could you ask for? I wish we were doing a red zone. Right? We did a red zone last week. We're doing a red zone next week in Chicago, correct? We're not doing one for this game, but an unbelievable. We don't have the opportunity. We, have we don't US, have an opportunity. We have the U.S. Women's Open in golf, correct. which is bigger than That's what I'm saying. My point, though, is unbelievable sports weekend. You call this a boring city, Chris Bryant? <laughs> hey, wow. How about game three of the Stanley Cup final? Buddy, we're still here. Buddy. It actually is, is that what perfect. It is? And Eddie Olchek said he's going to the Cards-Cubs game tonight because he's a big Cubs fan, Chicago guy. So if you're Boston media or if you're just NHL media, it's perfect. Cards-Cubs game, something to do. And go see the surging Cardinals who are riding a one-game winning streak. Won that game against the Phillies yesterday, Chuck. So May is almost over. And look, Dakota Hudson struggled. First month as a full-time big league starter. A lot of guys did that. Remember Luke Weaver's first time trying to be a starter? Jack Flaherty wasn't great when he got called up at the end of his first season. Dakota Hudson, after a rough month, was really, really good in the month of May. So that is a strong, strong uh, sign moving forward for a rotation that really, really needs some guys to improve. All right, that's enough baseball talk because 590 Baseball. Cool it off, guys. (laughs) Those hot takes can wait. 590 Baseball is coming up. At the top of the hour, and then at 4 o'clock today from Schneidhorst, it's Hockey Sense with Andy Strickland. Now, we do pick on Strick, right? That's part of the deal. With love. He's like my little brother. But he's, but 40, he's like 48. 40, 41, 42. He's like one year younger than you. He's, Strick is like everybody's little brother, and you just pick on him. But in that media setting in Boston, and he's there courtesy uh, Goldfinger Express. Daddy's time of year. But Strick is walking around, and every hockey pundit... Is walking by like Strick. What's up? Hey Strick. I'm like guys from Toronto, guys from Montreal. Everybody knows Strick in the hockey world. It is impressive. The hockey community is tight knit, mm-hmm. and I feel like if you're up there in Calgary, Edmonton, you always want all the different hockey guys from different markets on your radio show. For example, I don't think these people understand. I'm not Harry Hockey necessarily, but I've had two people direct message me on Twitter. I actually have an interview at 12:40 today. <laughs> With a show in Edmonton. Really? Dead 12, serious. 12.40 p.m.? I say 12.40? Like midnight? 2.40. 2.40, I have a five- to seven-minute hit with a show. It's TSN Radio in Edmonton. They're just looking to fill time right towards the top of the 100%. hour. 100%. I mean, minutes. clearly they just saw me on Twitter. and <laughs> Hey, this guy looks like a clown. Some producer <laughs> just got fired in Edmonton Sports Radio. Yeah, get a, get Doc Emmerich or Melrose or one of those guys. Um, I got Charlie Marlowe. Who the hell is that? How many Twitter followers does he have? He kind of looks like Charlie Coyle. All right, good enough. Good enough. We get th- this, <laughs> enough looks like- this Stanley Cup final lasts about four weeks, so we'll spread it out a little bit. If you want to listen in, though, it's the Dave Jamison Show, I believe. Edmonton, 2.40. Central time? Tune well, in. I, he's not actually in Edmonton. I think he's in Wyoming. I haven't I checked if Edmonton is the same time zone as us. I think it is because I feel like in the email, he would have told me that. Because he doesn't know right, the time no, the no. Listen, if you're a radio producer, you know this. If you're talking with somebody from a different time zone, you always tell you them, always tell them yes. okay, it's this specific, it's this central, it's this eastern. That's how you do it. This guy did not do that, they're, so I assume they're Edmonton. They're an hour behind, just to let you know. Edmonton? Right now, so they're mountain time? According to Google, what time is it in Edmonton? The results said 11.47 a.m. Interesting. So, What time are you? You might be at 2.40 or at 3.40, depending on what, what time they were talking about. Just tune in for the whole hour. It'll be good. good. Uh, you know what? That's good promotion for, for them right there. Just tune in for the whole hour. Offenberg Hyundai, the place to go for your next vehicle. That includes pre-owned cars. They always have a great selection on the lot. Beyond that, if you have a specific car, you've been online just hunting around, and you said, you know, I know what year, what make, what model I'm looking for. 
If you let Matt Offenberg know, he will find that car for you. You don't have to drive to Indiana or to Kentucky. They'll find the car, the exact year, make, model, let them do the work for you. Also, the cars on the lot, you never know what you'll see. I've seen pickups and Corvettes. There's always a great selection of pre-owned vehicles hanging out on the lot. And if you want a brand-new car, go for a test drive in a Hyundai. Find out what you've been missing out on. The original manufacturer to offer up that 10-year 100,000-mile warranty. That was, in fact, the good folks at Hyundai. It's OffenbergHyundai.com in person, O'Fallon, Illinois. Highway 64 from downtown St. Louis, talking about uh, 10, 15 minutes away. Highway 64, Greenmount Road is the exit for Offenberg Hyundai. At the end of the day. Okay, when's the end of the day? At the end of the day, it's going to be tough to tell someone they might not be in it. At the end of the day, even though there's moments where you're like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to do this. Now, Chuck, I know you're excited about your big upcoming hit at either 2.40 or 3.40 Central Time. <laughs> five to seven minutes, though. What in if I just, Edmonton. What if I just, the first question you ask, I try to go five straight minutes long and just answer. see if he follows up. Well, I, I'm curious because you mentioned that it, they're big and hockey's big in Canada and they're very, they're very studious about the sport. Breaking. Are you worried about them asking maybe a very specific, very detailed hockey question and you not knowing the answer? Um, the answer is yes, <laughs> but I think I'm very astute at just going right to my talking point. Okay. If you ask me a question I don't know, <laughs> I will kind of Sarah Palin-esque defer right to what I want to get to. That's a great question. You see, they were in Philadelphia, and they heard the song Gloria being played at the bar, and that's why it's now their, their big Well, that wasn't the question, but thank you. Hey, Charlie, what's the, what's the deal with the power play down there? It seems like the uh, Blues are a little slow when they get the man advantage. It's a great question. You know, something that Craig Berube has really done well this year is just bring this team together, and you just kind of go off <laughs> and in also, direction. And also, this Cardinal starting rotation, have you seen the numbers lately? Hey, uh, Marlo, you know, with Sunquist, what, what kind of skater is Sanford anyway? Well, he does a lot of things well, and this team's depth is really what's gotten him. And it, it's like Craig Berube said many times, you know, we've got our depth, okay? And they're, they're going to ride their depth. Right, we were asking you about Sanford. Well, that's fine. I just turned 37, me and David Perron, Curb's birthday. If you're ever in St. Louis, let me tell you about STL Lawn Care. If you need anyone to do your, <laughs> to do your lawn issues. They have an affiliate up there, EdmontonLawnCare.com. <laughs> Edmonton Pizzeria. Where your lawn is still frozen in June, but when it's time to cut it, we'll be there. <laughs> Isn't it a beautiful month? weekend, though? Seriously? For that one month of... I can't wait. My wife and I are talking about going to a Greek restaurant that we like to eat tonight because it's a great outdoor patio. I'm looking forward to this entire weekend. Can I tell you a quick little dad story? Just because ahead. This warms my heart. I know Aww. all our listeners, even even Darnold and all the WEI guys trying to make fun of us in Boston. Aww, your daughters had trade for the first they time. They can that. even hey, relate these, these, to uh, us. These don't even understand. You got a game three and you're talking about your kid? Listen. <laughs> Nobody cares about your damn kid. We got a hockey game. I'm getting ready to cut the lawn, right, with my mower, my push mower. My little baby daughter, Janie Mae, 16 months old. She has her own little push plastic bubble mower. As Aww. she pushes it, the bubbles come out, and she Aww. goes, bubbles, and she loves it. And you know what? How can you not be just excited about life when you see just a beautiful moment like that, Martin? So stop being negative, what? all right? Cardinals sweep, Blues win two. It's a beautiful thing. Weather is beautiful. STL Lawn Care does a great job. <laughs> Kirkwood Pizzeria, Kennelwood. It's all good. All the great people. Is huh? it a self-propelled mower? You know it's <laughs> For Janie May or myself? For you. I'm, no, I'm man, assuming not for of, Janie May. This is part of my exercise. Wow. Getting out there in the ad? I'm impressed. You know it's a big time of year when it's 2 a.m. No, that's a workout. If but you're if impressed it's that a push. 37-year-old healthy man can can cut his lawn that takes about 45 minutes? The bar is low. <laughs> the bar is low. <laughs> Apparently. But it's a big time of year when at 2 a.m. Eastern, and I have to get up at about 5.15 Eastern, 
my phone is going off with text. I'm like, oh my God, what is it? Oh, it's Big Al. Just making sure. Just what I, you wanted. Remember, a week ago, we are at the Schnooks out west, and he came by and gave me the Pat Maroon jersey. And I said, I can't accept that. That's too nice a gift. I'm not giving it to you. I'm loaning it to you. Was that his second or his third stop by the remote that day? He's very concerned that I haven't worn the Maroon jersey yet. And so I simply typed back, I will. And then the next 10 texts may have been drinking inspired. Go take a dump in that harbor. Dump some tea out on that. Don't pollute. I'm embellishing a little bit, but basically all anti-Boston texts. So next time that the WEEI guys want somebody, we'll send them Big Al. That's a good idea. They'll be sorry. On that note, and not to bring up my daughter again. But Big Al gave me a gift for my daughter. For her birthday? No. Just a gift. I think it was just in his car. So he just gave it to me. (laughs) It's this creepy, like, Japanese anime, like, Pikachu little stuffed animal. And it honestly creeps me out. Okay. So thank you for the gift, but my daughter's scared of it. I want to get your thoughts on something. My wife turned on the Scripps National Spelling Bee last night. Now, the big story coming out of it is that eight people were tied for first. So eight people won the Scripps National Spelling Bee. But during it, one of the spellers who did not, who was not among the Elite Eight who tied, his name, out of New Jersey, I believe, his name was um, Navneeth Murali. And they played a package before one of his words that he was spelling. And the video package was this. And I want to, I don't have the audio, I looked for it. And I, I cannot stress this enough. This was portrayed triumphantly, as if it were a good story. In the qualifying rounds for the spelling bee, uh, Navneath and his family, unfortunately, were involved in a car accident. Um, he broke his arm. Now, they didn't know till later that he broke his arm, but they did not take him to a doctor or a hospital immediately, which you might do if your seventh grader were in a car accident. They brought him to the spelling bee, the qualifying rounds, where he was doing well, but obviously, when you break a bone, in any degree the pain increases the further away you are from the accident itself. And when you don't receive care, it just, you know, you're in pain. So they gave him painkillers at the spelling bee. So he could play through. Which he won. I'm now, for this. No, they portrayed nope. this. I am Chuck, all for this. This is horrifying. No, listen, this is hockey season. They drug their child nope. to win a spelling nope. bee. Nope, you play hurt. That no. is a great, nope. That is a great teachable <laughs> moment. What are they right teaching Right now, them? you have hockey players who are playing with small breaks they're not 12 they're gonna have surgeries you play through it for the stanley cup no you play through it for the scripts spelling bee championship to be one of the final eight it wasn't until after he won the spelling bee that they took him to a doctor where they found out that yes he did break his arm and required a cast this was portrayed triumphantly as if they did the right thing not in a oh my god they drugged their child to compete in a spelling bee 100 disagree no 100 crazy parents are nuts about, nope. i used to think sports parents nope. are crazy all we parents talk are about crazy. the wussification of america here are some tough <laughs> parents okay they know it's important and that's that their seventh grader wins a competition <laughs> you've heard of soccer moms this is spelling mom nuts <laughs> it's like whatever it takes they're crazy and apparently he was blinking like SOS, like, help me. I'm injured. <laughs> Listen. My parents won't take me to the hospital. True story. <laughs> That's how it was deciphered. And I hope people know I was kidding there. But these kids are all homeschooled, and they just sit at home and read the dictionary for, like, 47 hours a week. That's all one they do. One was kind of That's funny. That's all they do. They did one video package from the perspective of the kid's dog who we recently adopted. That was kind of funny. Like, oh, boy, my owner sure likes to read a lot, and here he is studying up for the spelling bee. That's kind of funny. Not, hey, my arm's broken, and that's what... That's how it transpired. Anyways, nonetheless, Blues, Bruins. 
tomorrow night, come Monday on the show. Are we talking about the Blues possibly taking a 3-1 series lead? Or are we talking about how Game 4 is a must-win because you can't go down 3-1 heading into Boston in Game 5? I've been sitting on that it would be 2-2, but I never really explained how we would get to 2-2. They tend to be better with their backs against the wall, which would indicate lose than win Game 4. But I kind of see a win tomorrow. I really do. I think you got to win. I think we're looking at two one on Monday, and then we find out if they can handle prosperity. I think it's going to be two two after Game Four. I'll okay. agree with Martin. I think Blues win Game Three. I think Bruins win Game Four. Headed back to Boston, tied two two. Every series for the Blues this postseason has been tied two two. I'll disagree and say they lose tomorrow night, but oh, come back and win big on Monday. I think it comes back the other way. Uh, and then any predictions? Do you care? Cards, Cubs. Three game set. Uh, cards they have they had the rotation set up the way you would want it to, with Flaherty and Michaelis at least going. But the Cardinals aren't playing well. But what? it's June starting tomorrow, so maybe the the May Malays will be left back in May, and you know you don't know. That's when we'll Goldschmidt got hot. We'll be about May and October. Yeah, right? when the Blues are raising their banner. We'll be at Fenway Park for the series. We'll call. Hey, hey this is uh, we. Oh, it's a payback. This is our Darnold call. We'll call into Boston radio. What kind of name is Darnold. Cole Hamels also got yeah. absolutely rocked. Yeah, he did. His last outing but didn't strike team. out a batter. But that's against a good I understand team. that. I actually think that the Cardinals will take two of three. Wow. The Cardinals are not as bad as they were playing in the month of May. For four weeks. That's All right. fair. That's the end okay, of the but look, they're not as good as they were in April. They're somewhere in between. I think they take two of three at home. Against the Cubbies. I hope so. Triad nice. Bank brings you the Take It to the Bank text line. Triad Bank, located in Frontenac. They are a St. Louis-based bank started in 2005. Five-star rated bank for all of your banking needs, including business owners who are looking to do more business. Talk to Jim Regna and his team about a business loan that can allow you to expand your business. All decisions made here in St. Louis because, of course, it is a St. Louis-based bank. Frontenac is where they're located on Clayton Road. It's about one block west of Lindbergh, right off Highway 64, near that inter- not far from Strick and Schneidhorst, just up the road. Triadbanking.com is where you can find them on the web. For all your banking needs, stop by and see. The friendly confines, we like to call it, even though that's Cubs reference, because everybody inside, the entire staff there to serve you. Couple texts. Bank. Couple texts, Martin. Tim Van Gelden, when you asked the question a while back about confidence level after each game, my confidence level after game one was a four. After game two, I'd put it at a six. Pat Maroon set the tone with his physical play, and Tarasenko was dominating with every shift. I still think Bennington needs to be a wall if we're going to win this thing. I My pick to click, I went O'Reilly again. I should have gone Maroon because he was all over it the other night. He was so close in front. He was all... That would be a really good, probably not allowed by Chuck, but that would be a good pick to click. I feel like if Backus is the guy we're learning to hate as the series progresses, I'm guessing Pat Maroon might be the guy Boston is. That they learned to hate? Yeah. They had really no opinion of heading into the series, but now probably don't like so much. How does Boston? They can't hate a guy named Patty. Patty? How about Big Cy? Big Cy in Oakville says, I work right next to Enterprise Center. Trucks are driving by doing that three honks for Uh, Let's Go uh, Blues. uh, It's amazing. Or they're angry on the road. One or the other. All right, we got to get out of here because intense baseball talk. That's not the name of the show, but it is it's a good name, though. 